Hey everybody and welcome to Scarecrow Radio. I'm Ben. I'm Darcy. On today's show, Darcy and I discuss the merits of the many forms of reality TV over the past two decades, and how reality programming can be as culturally significant as art house cinema. Later on, we chat about the five free DVD promotion of the late 90s, and some of the first discs we bought back in the day. Stick around. Darcy, what's the last movie you watched? What was the last, what's the last good one? Um, well, so there's two things I've been watching um, and one that I'm hopeful for. Actually, two that I'm hopeful for. Actually, three. Okay, let me start with what I'm hopeful for first since I'll have less to say about them. Sure. Um, I have, today I'm finally going to watch Sponge on the Run, the new SpongeBob movie, uh, which I've been waiting for. I also rented a movie called How to Be a Wizard it's um is in the magic section and it's just teaching you how to do party tricks um and then there's another one i found in the magic room called it's a dot 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 volume two and i'm it's a vhs um i haven't watched it yet i'm waiting for like a party moment uh but i think it just shows close-ups of objects and you have to guess what the object is so (laughs) very excited about all of those um and also i'm curious about what volume one is and if we have it but things I've been watching um I just finally watched Looking for Mr. Goodbar and I was putting away some stuff the other day and I saw in the reality sleeves um something called Airline and so I grabbed it there's a British and a U.S. version and it's just like documenting airline workers um crew people who are traveling um and just all the stuff that they're dealing with like dramatic moments um so those are the two things is is that a reality show or is it it a documentary okay so it's one of those confusing ones where it's in reality but i think it's more of a documentary style um it's because it's like just documenting what's happening as far as i know there aren't things planted um it's more like fly on the wall so i'm i'm not sure always what the line is between those two things if that was a show about like celebrities had to be flight attendants yeah then that would be a reality (laughs) show yeah that's why i'm confused like is it manufactured i don't think so but then also things are planned ahead because they know where to have the crew at the right time and sometimes they'll follow someone through to the end to the other side of their flight so obviously things are like kind of planned out Hmm. so i'm confused by that yeah i mean there are there are reality shows that do that it's just they aren't as as well known or well regarded like I, I mean isn't like wasn't like orange county choppers or like ice road truckers isn't it meant to be that but it just turns into they have to add those those moments yeah those feel more like reality tv but it's the same thing where it's exploring a specific lifestyle which yeah. i almost say real housewives started like that too if you've seen like the first few early seasons it feels more like um, we're, ex- we're documenting these like women's lives, um, specifically the New York one, because they all work. So it felt like a documentary kind of, and then it turned into manufactured. And this doesn't, I mean, this definitely isn't manufactured in the sense that like, I don't think they're bringing people and saying, okay, you're going to go in there and cause this scene. Yeah. So I think that's <laughs> kind of what the difference is. They're not putting them on specific flights for with specific setups or anything no yeah there's no as far as i'm aware there's no setups it's just probably my assumption of what's happening is at least for the british one they're working with easyjet so i think what's probably happening is someone 
on EasyJet side is saying, hey, we're booking a flight full of like kids. So like come document that and they schedule it. <laughs> and then I think like the more like, yeah, and I think the more spur of the moment stuff, they just happen to have camera crews that day and they just capture it. So it's pretty interesting, the stuff. I mean, if you like airlines and airplanes and like just being at airports, it's definitely worth a watch. Like seeing them deal with a lot of these situations is kind of interesting. And some of the back end stuff is interesting. And the issues that they run into are interesting as well. Like a kid is trying to bring a bunch of live lobsters onto a plane. And then like, there's always like the pushback, which is the interesting part. It's like, here's all these like rules and people are like, but why can't you make an exception? They're like, well, then don't fly EasyJet or like, don't show up late to your flight. <laughs> you know, it's stuff like that. We're yeah. just like, Jesus. Um, do you know that reality show about, um, it's like a small boat that rich people can charter. It's, I guess it's a yacht. Is it below deck? yes oh i haven't watched it yet but i've been wanting to i've heard mediterranean is the best one oh my god wait there are different series or is that just yeah like each i think season so. is a different place okay. no i don't i think there's different spinoffs or franchises um wow. and i've been told to check out mediterranean because there's also like i think it's similar to like um million dollar parking spot or listing how they then did like million dollar parking spots and stuff um so i think it's like a similar idea where it's like yeah little oh, franchise wait million dollar parking spot i don't I haven't watched that specifically and i don't think they're actually a million dollars i think it's just under that brand name but it's like new york like um parking so it's like the parking spots <laughs> so wait is the premise of the show like uh like a real estate agent type the, person the is original, taking yeah yeah so like a million dollar listing is that it's a real estate agent taking people around new york and there's probably also different cities i actually haven't watched much of it but i know there's one that's like million dollar parking space or something oh my god that's oh wait am i making this all up maybe it was just an episode i watched okay never mind scratch everything i just said <laughs> <laughs> let me see what all the spinoffs are though that's it's believable though like i i wasn't not believing that that existed i was like puzzled as to how they get a whole series out of it okay but... no it was just the episode i watched i think they were um dealing with the parking spot maybe it was a joke <laughs> someone made because the franchises they have are miami new york and san francisco for a million dollar listing yeah for, mil okay. for a million dollar listing have you seen bajillion dollar properties no but apparently um it, it says the million dollar listing franchise was parodied in the 2016-19 streaming comedy series Bajillion Dollar Properties. So Oh yeah. It's great. Okay, I'll have to watch it. Is it like is the setup that like the properties are awful? No, it's uh it's like it, um it's it's just a um a, a parody of that type of show. And so it's it always goes to extremes and um it's uh it's shot by the Reno 911 guys, so it has sort of that feel to it um but it's uh like you know um so every listing is like that's an, a chance for a cameo from somebody cool or relatively famous usually an alternative alternative comedy mm -hmm. um but like if you like something like like you like burning love right i've never heard Did of we it. talk about that no oh burning love is the bachelor parody oh and oh uh we have at least the first season at scarecrow i okay. like burning love is great um, I watched that with Phoebe who loves the bachelor, uh, like for, for listeners, like my, my wife, uh, is an improviser, my wife, 
uh, as an improviser and she had a show or was in a show called the Matchlorette, I think. Mm-hmm. Gosh, I feel yep. bad that I can't Matchlorette. Um, and so that parodied the bachelor. She's a huge bachelor nerd, but she was saying that watching burning love was like almost as satisfying as watching reality show. And that it like follows all the, you know, it has all the beats to it. But like, for me, it was just like, Oh, this is a fun sort of indictment of this sort of formula of TV show and specifically the bachelor. And there's three seasons that I can't remember exactly how it goes, but it's sort of like there's a bachelor season, a bachelorette season, and then maybe, maybe there's a bachelor in paradise type one. I mm-hmm. can't really remember how it goes, but. I'll definitely have to check that out. I haven't watched the bachelor yet though. So I have to, it, cause it's a whole thing that you have to get into, you know, and there's so many, I, mean, I heard bachelor in paradise is actually better, but we'll, we'll see. I'll be the judge of that. I hear about pretty much every episode of it. <laughs> Because I mean, Phoebe also listens to all the podcasts about it. It, yeah, I don't, I don't know if this is the time to get into. No, no, it, you know. But you know what? I, this is interesting because um, that's something I brought up at Scarecrow before. Is like we have a severe lack of reality TV, um, and there'll be like random seasons of stuff, and I don't know what's going on with that. I don't know if they never came out, if it's too expensive for us, or if the person who used to purchase for us just didn't think it was worth um, buying. I think all three, maybe it's a combo of all three of those, but it's really frustrating sometimes. Cause like, you know, recently I was like, I'm going to watch all the MTV cribs and we only had like two collections of it. And I was like, ah, oh, dang it. What happens to I all think the time? Might be all there is though. Okay. Well for that one, that could be, but even like stuff like real housewives, like, I mean, I can stream it, but like I'll look and then we have like just the most random seasons that were probably donated. And it's like, well, then they obviously came out to some extent, maybe not anymore, but I think that, yeah, I don't think there's much demand for a reality show on DVD, which is, that's, I mean, that's totally unfortunate. I wish, you know, I'm somebody that I wish that every single thing that ever came out was on DVD or Blu-ray and that we could have it in store. But uh, yeah, I just think it's, I think it's definitely like three pronged. I think that just, there's probably not a lot of interest. The buyer didn't think it was worthwhile and just a lot of it doesn't come out. I, I think there's only a couple seasons of Survivor even. And that's like, you know, one of the OG reality shows. I remember when the first season came out and that was in like, I think it was, they were on like the first all-star season. So like season eight or nine, I only watched a couple seasons of reality TV and that's one of them. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't think there's that much. I, I think that we do have a couple real housewives. Is that? We have like a few here and there of like New York and Orange County. Um sorry, New Jersey, uh, maybe also a little of New York. We do have the entirety of uh, The Simple Life, which is interesting. I would argue that, and I think I've made this point on here before, that reality TV is just as if not more a reflection of culture, because even if sure. it's like an extreme side of it, it's like, I mean, looking back now at The Simple Life, it's like, holy cow, like, I'm so glad this exists. And we have this moment captured just for like the phenomena that Paris and Nikki were at the time. So like you can make that argument for any show, I feel like. So yeah, I definitely think it's as important as anything else we have. I'm sorry, I'm going to say, I think it's probably more important than a lot of the pornos we have. So which ones? Started... <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> I, no, I totally agree with you. I, I don't uh, partake in that much of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that some of it is like... Uh, some of it is uh, not my favorite and then I feel it gives platforms to people that I, 
are maybe detrimental to society, but that could be said about tons of films as well. And I don't want filmmakers. Oh, absolutely. I I mean, I totally agree with people who don't watch reality TV. I only recently got into it, but I just think no matter where you look, those people exist. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I mean, that's not to say I don't think it should be there or that I, you know, it's just that the stuff that I typically happen to talk about is like the most ridiculous or like egregious offenders in terms of I just being like, why are we, why, why are we giving this person like an hour of our life every week? You know, like those are just happens to be the ones I talk about the most. I don't think reality is bad necessarily. I mean, like talking about survivor, that's, that was how people used to just like get together and have parties. And that's how you would yeah. hang out with your friends every week. Like people still do that. That's absolutely yeah. a thing still. It's like you watch reality TV with friends. That's as valid as watching the Seahawks or, you know, uh, whatever. I, I don't know. Yeah. And it's less annoying because we don't go to bars and get drunk and wear stupid shirts and yell. So um, <laughs> yeah, some of you do. Uh, <laughs> yeah, let's, let's not come on. I don't. <laughs> Maybe you don't. it's also again interesting with this whole like with airline where it's like why is this considered reality tv or like that series that uh our that kate had mentioned to us about um taking people and putting them in historical time periods and it does some of them have a little bit of reality tinge to it and i guess it is reality but like that's not necessarily the point to it it's more of like an experiment so um, there's lots of stuff that kind of blur the line, which is really cool. Totally. Do you watch Big Brother? Um, no, I don't. Um, see, the problem with those is there's so much of that content and I never kept up with it. And it's like, yeah. I, it's, I can't even begin it now. It's like, I'm so far behind. I can't handle it. Oh, yeah. They're on like the 23rd season or something like that. Like, I, I, I only brought that or I only asked because there was uh, a lot of chatter about it recently and i was going to ask if you had any thoughts on it but not a big deal no i i I don't watch it either i've never watched i've i've seen five minutes in passing like i've never watched it but a faction of uh black cast members uh got together and decided like we are going like there will be a black big brother winner this year and they they banded together and somehow no one caught on until it was down to like just the six of them. <laughs> really? and it, yeah. And I, and now I like, I guess just, again, this is all from like things I've heard that it's breaking up because of like misogyny within the group. Oh my God. <laughs> I just think that's, that's bad. It's funny. And yeah, it's no, funny. It is. there's um similar things that happening in like uh, the real housewives were like um, this year specifically um, some casts, cast people are getting kicked off the show um because they are unwilling to talk about like race and uh be called out for it and they're getting more people of color to be on the show so it's it's interesting to see um that's i think that's why it's culturally important that we keep some of these things just to see like this is where we were in 2005 to now where it's like bravo is like get out of here ramona so (laughs) it's just interesting uh i i just i wish the soup was still a show just i mean that's how i kept up with any reality tv at all was watching the soup every week and i i just really miss that show in that format and yeah that's not on dvd either it's not i think we have um i hate tosh.0 and i feel like i saw a tosh dvd the other day but maybe i didn't 
but I feel like I saw it and then was like, oh. There's definitely Daniel Tosh stand up. Okay, maybe it was probably the, that then. It, there's at least that. There might be Tosh Pointo as well. Okay. But. Well, I would just say let's get more reality TV at Scarecrow, both the bad, trashy stuff and stuff like Airline that I've been watching, the stuff that kind of gives you an insight into different um, lives and environments. Ben, you're a little bit older than me, so you kind of remember when DVDs were first coming out. Um, and for me, they're just kind of were always there. Not always, but you know what I mean. Um, I didn't notice the switchover. Um, but do you remember any of the first ones that you bought or received? Yeah, absolutely. Um, received is a good way to put it. Um, when I bought my DVD player in 1999. Wow. Uh the there was a, a promotion and uh I, I got five free dvds with my player i had to send it in uh, i had to like mail something in to get them but um i am I'm, I'm curious if you know any of these movies i mean you might know some of them but um they were the uh, stepmom no uh stepmom with julia roberts and susan sarandon no and ed harris no no uh six days seven nights no with harrison ford and uh ann haish i don't even know who that is uh ann haish was portia uh no wait um no who was ann haish i think Anne Hage was with Ellen for a minute and then oh. she was with Portia de Rossi. Okay. Wait, what? <laughs> uh Lost in Space, the movie. Mm-mm. <laughs> so these were like B movies that they sent to you. Like things that were direct to video? No. Oh, these oh. were a, you saw a Julia Roberts Susan Sarandon movie well, in 1998. Know, just, it was directed like by unsuc- Chris Columbus. Oh, wow. Well. I don't like his Harry Potter movies, so I don't know. It's just like, are these unsuccessful though? Because none of them stuck. Uh, or okay, maybe well, let me, let me do the last two. Okay. And, uh, okay, okay, Stargate. No, I think I've heard of that though. Lethal Weapon Four. Yeah. Okay. No, I don't know about four specifically, but I've heard of Lethal Weapon. Uh, I. Th- so I read like a, a sort of breakdown of these movies of the DVDs specifically recently. Mm-hmm. Um. I I got really uh I was looking on Twitter to see if people remembered these or if other people even took advantage of this offer mm-hmm. and yeah there's tons of people that did um and lots of people remember it uh but I think the point was to show off I think there are five movies from five different studios okay um and the point was this is what DVD is going to be like. And these will be good examples of DVDs you'd want to have in your library. <laughs> and now that I say that, I think Lost in Space and Lethal Weapon 4 are both Warner Brothers. Or maybe Lost in Space is New Line. Anyway, same thing, basically. But uh, they are all weird DVDs. Like uh, Lethal Weapon 4, I don't remember having any special features necessarily. Mm-hmm. Stargate's weird in that it was a flipper. Do you like? Do you know what that is? Even flipper the the whale dolphin. 
<laughs> no. Oh, you mean uh, flipping the disc? Yeah. Halfway okay. through Stargate, you had to flip it over. What the heck? That's like, what's the point then? Because that's isn't the point to not have to do that since you're doing it with VHS. But a VHS could hold the whole movie. Okay, to my knowledge, Stargate is a single VHS tape. Yeah, that's... <laughs> and I do not know why they they sent the flipper, because I, if I remember correctly, also, they released a, a version of Stargate during this promotion that you didn't have to flip. Weird. I guess they just wanted to give you the cheap discs. So. I, yeah, I guess they were like, you know, this is a way of, for us to give away stock or something like that. But that's not, not a good... Use. That's not a good experience. Terrible yeah. promotional item, though. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think also it's five movies that are pretty different in terms of their subject matter. There's kind of something for everybody there, mm-hmm. I guess. Uh, I was talking to my aunt uh, like a while ago, and uh, somehow this came up. And she was saying that Shrek was her promotional DVD. What? Which would have been a few years later, but still, like, it's weird to think that at like the end of 2001 or like early 2002 they were still trying to get people to buy dvd players by just giving away dvds wow how much were dvd players back then like 50 bucks probably players yeah uh, i think more my, expensive i think my player was over 300 dollars. Oh, i was way off yeah um and dvds uh like i remember buying uh this is embarrassing chasing amy Mm-hmm. the criterion okay. I, why yeah, is I was, that on criterion uh why but you don't, I don't have to answer i don't know exactly why uh i do it probably has something to do with uh criterion's relationship with disney and disney and miramax and then yeah i mean it was kind of a hip movie at the end of the 90s yeah i guess during the time um, yeah. Uh, oh man, I was trying to explain Clerks to somebody who'd never heard of it the other day, and just like, why am I explaining this? <laughs> this movie does not hold up in any way, shape, or form. No. <laughs> uh, but okay, so but Chasing Amy, people mm-hmm. are complaining about like Criterion and Blu-rays being expensive now. Chasing yeah. Amy on DVD when I bought it from Sam Goody in 19 or sorry, in 2000 was $40. Oh my gosh. On DVD. Yeah. That's so funny. And think about that. Like 20 years ago, it was 40 bucks. That would be like what? 60 now. Yeah, no, that's yeah. So very like, interesting. Yeah. Stuff has come way down. Like people complaining about Blu-ray prices. Like, I mean, I get it, but also. Like... Well, this all reminds me of like, um, I remember when, the GameCube came out like it was like $300 and it came with like promo like Wind Waker and Super Mario Sunshine and those games are all like I mean they're still all like 50 or 60 bucks like that has not changed um, yeah. but there's definitely a lot of similarities with all that but with the game you get hours and hours and hours of play time out of it the movie and you can rewatch it a million times but it's a little different because there's no new experience well, there could um, be, I guess. You could but... argue special features, and they yeah, were a big true. deal at the time. I mean, it, like DVDs having more than just the movie on them was like mind blowing. Well, that's I mean, why physical media is still so cool and important because. Yeah, for like, sure. Yeah. Criterion is the only channel I can think of that does some um, extras for their streaming, but their streamer is so awful. The interface, so. 
Oh, absolutely. I, man, I don't really like any streaming service platform. Like, I, like all of the interfaces are pretty awful. Yeah. No, none of them help me pick anything out. No, I and only... half, half of them don't even work. Like you go to play and it doesn't work. I mean, I'm a caster, so maybe that's the issue, but you'd think they would focus time and money into that. So Yeah, uh, I had an issue with HBO Max recently with um, the HDCP stuff. Mm -hmm. And uh, it was like saying that my, you know, like looking that up, I was like, wait, how am I getting this all of a sudden? And it was like, well, your HDMI cable is probably wrong. Like, wait a second. Like, this isn't an old cable. Like, it's brand new. I literally had to unplug it from both ends and flip it around. That was the the get around like it i mean it worked but i don't you don't get that with blu-rays yeah exactly you just get scratches but that's less likely <laughs> that's way less likely yeah yeah well that's cool though also remember sam goody that was such a trip oh my god sam goody was i mean goody got it well the goody had it he had it <laughs> <laughs> that was the yeah goody got it was i i remember that being the that was the commercial mm -hmm. the jingle yeah 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 do you remember any of your first dvds or early um, ones anyway no um i was just going through because uh you'd mentioned that would be a fun topic and um i found that i have still have gilligan's island season one and i feel like that was one of the first uh dvds that i got of course it's a set um that's probably yeah. the oldest one I have. And then like, besides that, like, I do remember for like Christmas one year, I got Mary Poppins, but that was on VHS. So like, that doesn't really count at all. But I'm just trying to think of like things I remember getting when I was young. And yeah, Gilligan's Island seems to be the only one I can really remember. I know the first one that I bought was uh, Austin Powers, The Spy Who Shagged Me. Oh, the second one. What about <laughs> you just went straight for that? Uh, it was the new one at the time. Oh, okay. Um, I I think I was more obsessed with that movie than uh, International Man of Mystery. Yeah. I mean, I love both, but and Gold Member wasn't out yet, which is the best one. So yeah, obviously, you time. didn't know. I yeah. didn't know yet. <laughs> Pre Gold Member. Uh, it's funny to think about how obsessed with uh, like the spy shagging me I was. Like, I remember going to like parties and by parties i mean like a, a group of kids were allowed to hang out in a family room <laughs> yes and just like we gotta watch austin powers the spy who shagged me y'all <laughs> that sounds like me and my friend sam always watching gold member <laughs> actually it's so weird um at work yesterday Melanie and i were talking about how like we both think mike myers is like really really annoying and don't like him but for some reason as austin powers he's kind of endearing because he plays kind of like an innocent character in it and like maybe he does the same thing for wayne too like he's like good natured maybe not innocent but you know like oh i would argue that wayne is the most tolerable version of mike myers like more <laughs> so than his character in so i married an axe murderer well that's what we were watching and yeah. the thing is also what's annoying is obviously the dad in that he sounds exactly like fat bastard yep. and, and, and a lot like shrek so we we're just saying like oh, he doesn't have a lot of range why does he always play multiple characters in movies and i was like the only time it worked for me was austin powers and then yeah anyways I think just everybody wanted to be Jerry Lewis and then everybody wanted to be Eddie Murphy. Oh God, and... don't say anyone ever wants to be like Jerry Lewis. He's a 
He's a creep. Hey, lady. <laughs> He's the worst. When I'm standing behind the counter, I like his director section is like um, at yes. the end, and I just stare at it. Oh my god, I have to be reminded of this creep. <laughs> I I can't imagine that has to be one of the least rented from director section, <laughs> yeah. right? Like, <laughs> like does any, anybody care about Jerry Lewis anymore? <laughs> I mean, I don't think a lot of people even know who he is, who are, you know, my age, so. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, he was kind of, I, I mean, he wasn't even a joke by the time I was a young person. I mean, <laughs> I th it's almost weird that I have enough reference for Jerry Lewis that, I mean, really, the day the clown cried is the yeah, that's his only thing thing. I'm interested in yeah. ever seeing again. <laughs> well, again, but I guess um, ever seeing from this point on and yeah. I will probably never get to watch it. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think I only know who he is because I love finding white male directors to hate. And so <laughs> just <laughs> add him to the list. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's just, that's a, I don't know why, why, why is he still in there? That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> now we know where to go you don't have to explain to people where it is just go to the jerry lewis section leave me alone <laughs> oh, it's right there <laughs> uh have you ever had people complain that certain movies aren't in people's director sections and then you have to explain well yeah they just acted in that movie they didn't direct that movie um that hasn't come up for me I do understand the confusion there, though, I will say, because I'm not the confusion, like, you should know the difference, obviously, but it is weird to have, like, a Jackie Chan section, but not all his movies are in it, because then it's, like, what? Like, you, the logical thing you would assume is, like, oh, he's good, everything he's been in is going to be in that section, you know what I mean? But I understand why it's not 1,000%, because that would be a nightmare for us, so. Oh, okay, I do understand that one. The only Thing I'll say about that is that that is in the foreign section, not in the director section. Oh, that's and, true. And that is all the stuff he's in, except for the stuff that would be in. Well, sorry, a director it's, section. It's his. I think it's only his non-American stuff too. No, no, no. I think there's. Is, or is it all? I actually is... haven't looked. I feel like the one I put away and take out the most is Project A. So, um, but I haven't. Okay, seen you might be right. The other ones are in there. For some reason, I was thinking the Rushmore movie or <laughs> Rushmore, the Rush Hour movies aren't in that. They might not, but, but that's because they might be under who directed Rush Hour. Brett Ratner. Oh, I don't think he has his own director section. <laughs> I hope no, please. <laughs> uh, but there's a guy who's argued with me twice now, and Rich saw the first time, but uh, that Buster Keaton has a bunch of movies that aren't in his director section, and I I just have to say like. All right, but you're looking at this collection of movies that he didn't direct. Like that's yeah, why it's yes. in classic comedy. And yeah. Not... It makes. I mean, I think once you're once it's explained to you once, it makes sense. But I understand people's like instinct being like Buster Keaton section. I'm going there. Yes. But I, yeah. I think it's right that it's only the director's stuff. Yeah, but I it's it's more like hey, I've explained this to you and pointed it out to you and shown you on imdb that he didn't direct these movies why are you still well it's okay i mean the other day i got berated for the store being 
organized in a way that didn't make sense to one person. So, you know, you just... is it the person who didn't know what directors are? Yeah. Oh gosh. Okay, let's change the subject. <laughs> let's go back to first movies. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to think of other ones. Did you ever have Columbia House? I've never heard of that either. You know? Oh, okay. Uh, it was. Disney Movie Club is probably the closest thing to it that still remains. Um, but you could, it was like, get nine DVDs for nine, nine cents. Oh. And then. That sounds great. But then after. That sounds like a catch. They, oh, it was absolutely the catch. <laughs> uh, then after you have to buy like 12 at the regular member price, which would be like, you know, twenty nine ninety five or something like that. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it kind of evens out, but man, Columbia house, I, I knew, I knew people that had scams or not scams, but like, like they had like, they had a thing for Columbia house where they mm -hmm. were like, uh, you know, I have like five different names and I send these to five different addresses. That's, oh my God, that's what I would do. Cause I do that with food delivery services still. Like every time I get a new card, I'm like, that's a ticket for another free promo. And I have like literally a million emails cause you can just make one and then. Yeah. Anyways, now they're recording phone numbers though, so they're catching on. But anyways, um, I hadn't Dang. I hadn't heard of that. Um when I from a small town and like Salem was near me, Oregon. So I could like when my parents drove me to the mall, I had like more access to movies. But like the only place in my small town was like we had an American family video and then there was Walmart. So like I feel like I just didn't know that there was these options for buying stuff. But I do remember when I was like 16 and I could drive, I had a free period for class or in high school and I would like go to American Family Video and like buy DVDs there all the time. So not, not new, but that's something I just remember doing a lot. But I didn't have like, yeah, promotions. We had Netflix, like the mail-in one. That was kind of the only foray into movies that I had. Is that even a word? Foray? Ray. Yeah, I put an extra right. R in it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I grew up in a small town too. We didn't have, uh, like, I mean, I, I remember buying DVDs from Sam's Club. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> They're always they cheap there. They're like five bucks. Yeah, Still. I go to Costco now and I always like look. I'm like, man, they gotta have DVDs somewhere in here. They Did gotta you know have Blu rays somewhere. Dollar Tree sells Blu rays. Oh, yeah. It's amazing. That's the place to go. They sold the Royal Wedding and uh, that new like <laughs> Nutcracker movie that came out. The uh, the Blu-ray.com forums have uh, a thread that tracks all of the blue, the Dollar Tree <laughs> Blu-rays, <laughs> and it's so funny. Like the they like people will like, all right, it's it's release day or it's drop day. <laughs> like let's check. Well, it's let's such a good deal. <laughs> Because even if you're like, I, this is stupid and I'm only going to watch it once, it's still cheaper to go to Dollar Tree. Oh, hell yeah. Uh, I mean, Big Lots was the same. Man, uh, like Big Lots in like 2009 or 10 had like the like a better DVD selection than the record stores in my town. And yeah. I mean, there were days where I bought like 50. Wow. Like, jeez. Like, I, like. And like stuff that I wanted then had been looking for. I mean, some yeah. stuff was blind buys too, but I mean, gosh, collecting back in the day was really fun. I well remember we went to the um what was that called? The lot sale thing. And there it was 
Do you, this was in like Everett and we went to Dairy Queen. Oh um, yeah, yeah, yeah. We went yeah, to the yeah, place yeah. and they were selling, it was like 10 DVDs for like $2 or whatever. Yeah, and, it was like that guy's store that was like kind of in his house, kind yeah, of. Yeah, it was like when, it's like, what's that called when your um, storage unit gets like liquidated? Uh, it's Is that what it's called? <laughs> and, no, there's a term, but anyways, that's like what it was. So he would like go and buy uh, those stuff. Oh, those and yeah, 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 yeah um which is why there's like so many dvds so yeah it's still fun i will say the most interesting way i've ever gotten dvds is um when i I was an exchange student in germany so i like when i was coming home i had to like send a big box to myself because i like accumulated so much stuff over the year and it took literally like three months for me to get this box back in the states and i finally got it and it turned out that the bottom had opened so they, which like, I didn't lose that much stuff, just like a few books, which why did I, why did I bring books home? Um, but where this was in Germany, it must've opened because they like stuck in a whole bunch of like German, like, um, like tourist stuff. Like I got a flag and like a, a umbrella for Bavaria, but I also got like three DVDs and yes. it was like District 9, Christmas of the Cranks, um, and some other one. I don't know what it is. And I haven't watched <laughs> any of them, but I still have them. So I thought it was so funny. <laughs> I love uh, every time I've been abroad, I have like had to go like DVD shopping. It's so fun. Yeah. Uh, like American movies released in other countries always have oh the God. funniest DVD backs. I, I don't know why. Uh, they also like i love it when they switch it from like one english title to another like instead of translating it's just like a different name oh that is the best (laughs) okay we also i didn't tell you this but when i was in iceland um maybe i did tell you this there was like a poster for like the new suicide squad but i hadn't heard of it so i actually thought it was an iceland knockoff of the suicide squad because it looks so bad (laughs) like i legitimately was like Oh, they're all new characters. It's Suicide Squad. This must be like a European Icelandic thing. Nope. It turns out it's a whole new franchise. That's a real movie. I had no idea. (laughs) And then also last night, um, I got a trailer for the new Venom. And I literally thought it was like a commercial because like it looked so stupid and the jokes in it were so bad that I was like, oh, it's a setup for a commercial. And then it was like just the normal trailer. I was like, oh my God. The new Venom does not look good to me at <laughs> all, and so I already, I hated the first Venom movie. <laughs> Do you remember how it. long? So we were working at the movie theater then. Yeah. Do you remember how long the end credits for Venom were? I'll never forget I, that. Plus, they actually had an end card thing. At yeah. The, there's gonna be Carnage thing, and that everyone waited, and it was Ugh. just they need to stop doing that. Can and, just let us go and get on with our day. End credit scenes are great for audiences, and the absolute worst for people who run and clean movie theaters at like the worst thing it's Man. like literally the bane of my existence <laughs> they, the, the bane yeah i'm sure he was in an end scene and also well, he's bane me, he's also venom <laughs> wait well also what when people ask like, is there an end scene and i'm like i don't freaking care about your stupid superhero movie get out of here like i, I know just they're said... just excited but i just <laughs> i just couldn't care less about these movies that have end scenes because they're always stupid superhero movies so the scenes oh my god they increasingly became less significant oh my god they were just opinion. like jokes like it was yeah. literally like i remember the one that had like samuel l jackson 
Um, It was literally just like, oh, you sat through 10 minutes of trailers for a really bad joke. And it's like, this has nothing to do with anything. The the first Iron Man one and the the one with the Hulk are in the Hulk movie, the Incredible Hulk. Uh, Like those I get. And they were also like surprises. But gosh, anymore, they're expected. Yeah, exactly. They typically don't really like sometimes they have not nothing to do with the movie you just watched but like the movie already ended and now i'm yeah, I'm watching like two minutes of names so i can watch this thing that kind of ties the next movie into this because they thought about it after like it just but it always will, feels like an afterthought it is an afterthought i loved it though when people would wait and then there wasn't one oh yeah and the oh the collective yeah. like, <laughs> corona you know i will say at home um and also with streaming i'm curious about this too um i don't know if they like when you're streaming and there's like an end scene on the credits does it like automatically you know how it will like push you like next movie starting in 30 seconds does it skip it and then when i'm watching like a dvd i also don't always wait until the end i actually never do so that is an interesting part it would actually be cool on dvd menus if they like put like or blu-ray like special features like end scene so you can just click on that and watch it or just make it a special feature of the physical media. And yeah, exactly. That's, the, that's why you buy it. Like, that's what I'm saying. That would be really cool. Yeah, everybody's going to go see this movie if they're going to go see it. But like, if they've already seen it, they'll maybe they'll buy the Blu-ray or DVD because there's an extra scene in it. Like, that's, yeah. that was already a marketing ploy of like the, it's the unrated director's cut or yeah. special R-rated version. <laughs> like. Uh... Yes. I love pirates. <laughs> Darcy and I want to thank you for listening and remind you that Scarecrow Video not only rents to the fine folks of Seattle, Washington, but we ship rentals all over the United States, from Haddonfield, Illinois, to Hill Valley, California. With over 140,000 titles in the archive, renting by mail is just one of the many ways Scarecrow brings people and film together. That's it for today's show. Until next time, remember to be kind, rewind, and always return your discs and tapes on time. We'll see you on the next one.